Thanks for listening to the Church at Severn Run Messages podcast. You can find more information about the church at severnrun.com. Enjoy the message. Uh, Today we are beginning a new series called All In. And, um, you know, the truth is that nothing matters more than simply seeking the will of God. Well, that's not true. It's seeking and doing the will of God. That's the key. Because that's the heart of everything that happens in life uh, that is eternal. It's the heart of everything that keeps us from life broken. Uh, It's joy. It's peace. It's hope. It's redemption. It's God putting the broken pieces of this world together. I'm telling you, everything in this world is broken. You need to take this to the bank, right? Everything is broken. Everything can be redeemed. I mean, everywhere you look, every human system is broken. Articles this week about uh, the prison systems, um, you know, where they're so underfunded and so, um, you know, understaffed that, that literally there are hundreds of prisoners who basically have shanks and that's just the way it is. Um, gerrymandering districts. Uh, I mean, everywhere you look, hospitals that, that have infections of, of super viruses that don't tell anybody because they want to save face for the hospital. You know, what, what I'm saying is, is that, that every human system um, is, is broken uh, and that brokenness will rise to the front uh, eventually unless the truth is sought, and there is no greater truth in the world than the will of God. It is the ultimate and only truth that there is. And so I want to just try to invite you on to a journey to where you will agree with me that nothing matters more than seeking and doing the will of God in your life. Nothing matters more. Nothing compares. And it may not seem like that, but, but it's the truth. Now, the other sad truth is that few of us actively live seeking God's will. I mean, for many of us, um, we kind of pursue Father in terms of a 911 fashion. And we're assuming that because we're okay, you know, um, and, and okay is a very relative term. But, but that, that in, in a moment or two where life isn't in crisis, we assume that, that we got this and we're okay. But we just habitually haven't learned to seek God in everything. Every conversation, every thought. The scripture even says, take every thought captive. (laughs) I mean, everything. We have to seek the the will of the Lord. In Psalm 14.2, the scripture says, the Lord looks down from heaven on all mankind. I want you just to picture that. God, you know, looking down from heaven, pondering the thinking of of all of the, the, the people of the earth. And he looks down to see if there are any who understand, any who seek God. Understand what? How deeply broken they are. How we're leaking life. How our experience on earth isn't sustainable. We can't sustain our existence on planet earth. Again, everything you do to buy into this world's will and way will be rewarded with six feet of dirt on top of you one day. And so is there anybody who gets that? Is there anybody who looks for truth beyond themselves? Is there anybody who seeks uh, the will of a good God and and says, you know, I I, I understand that I am broken, but I believe by the evidence of all creation, 
I, I believe by the, the witness of, of something inside of me, which we know to be the Spirit of God, that there is a good and infinite God, a creator and originator of all that is, and that this broken is a shadow of his whole, <laughs> that this old uh, is something that my soul senses can be made new, but is there anybody who understands that it's only God who can do that? First Chronicles 16.10 says, glory in his holy name. You're depressed, you're down, you're, you're uh, fearful today, you're worried. No, 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 seek the Lord. Glory in his holy name. Um, let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice because of the direction of your living. When you live a Godward life, it is an upward life. It is a lightward life. It is a life that is, that is towards wholeness and redemption. Look to the Lord in his strength. Seek his face always, 1 Chronicles 16 says. 1 Chronicles 22 says, Now devote your heart and soul to seeking the Lord your God. Devote your whole heart to seeking the Lord. Nothing matters more than seeking and doing the will of God. Nothing. And, and, and this is to be the centerpiece of our living. The centerpiece of all that we do um, to, to live an all-in life with, with God. The scripture promises that seekers are finders. So you don't have to worry that you don't know enough, you're not smart enough, you don't have it together enough, you don't have to worry that you're not good enough, you've been too bad, you're too far away. Uh, you don't have to worry about any of that because this, Jesus said himself, the bridge builder, he said this, he said, seek the Lord, <laughs> ask and it will be given to you in Matthew 7, 7. Seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open. And then to make sure that we, we don't, allow any of Satan's disqualifiers to work or worm their way into our little heads, he said this, for everyone who asks receives, and, and everyone who seeks finds, and everyone who knocks gets the door opened. So your seeking will be rewarded. I want you to say that with me. My seeking, My seeking will, be rewarded will be rewarded every single time. So if we don't live, I kind of left you hanging on that one, didn't I? But thank you for jumping in there. <laughs> if we don't live seeking God's will, this is the deal of it all. If we don't live seeking God's will, we're going to die in our own will. That's just the reality of it. If we don't turn our hearts to, to seek the Lord and glory in his name, if we, if we don't have a new direction in our living, if our, if our life is lived in self-interest and self-serving and self-seeking and self-satisfaction, uh, if our life is lived in, in an inward way, it's, it's, a, it's a dying way. Second Chronicles twelve fourteen says of the kings of Israel. This, in this case, it's it's uh, Rehoboam, but it could have been Jeroboam. Uh, it could have been any of the kings of Israel. Like ninety eight percent of the kings of Israel, this it was is true of. He did evil because he had not set his heart on seeking the I am. You're gonna do evil if you don't set your heart on seeking the Lord. It's inevitable. So there's two choices, setting my heart on seeking my God or doing evil. Well, Pastor Drew, that's, that can't be true. It is true. Why? Well, Proverbs 14, 12 tells us <laughs> there's a way that seems right to a person, but in the end it leads to death. So the heart is desperately wicked. And, and when you and I follow our own hearts, it, it's, kind of like, it's kind of like following a compass here with a magnet in your pocket. It's just going to be off. It ain't going to work. 
And in your marriage, you know, you can try to, to, to follow, you know, your own will and this seems right to me, this is what I want, this is what I'm thinking, but if it's not from God, it will always be off, it will always be wrong. I hear all kinds of, of conversations in, in marriage, you know, well, she's not making me happy or he's not satisfying me or, or um, I just don't think we're compatible. Well, let me just tell you, about any sentence that, that starts with I is going to be off if you're making any decisions, right? You know, um, you, can, you can start some great sentences in prayer saying, with honesty and vulnerability, Father, I bring my life to you, <laughs> and I am hurting, and I don't know what to do uh, with her or him. But, but outside of that, when you start the decision-making process from your own thinking, your decisions are wrong from the start. It's just a matter of how bad and how long it'll take uh, once the fuse is lit till the bomb goes off. That's, that's just the reality. God's will is all that will matter in the end. So the Lord looks down from heaven to see if there are any on earth who understand, who seek him. Do, do, do you understand that the end is coming? Do you understand we're not gonna be here on planet earth forever? This is, you know... Thank you for being, uh, you know, I'm not going to say Debbie Downer, that's sexist. Um, thank you for being Drew Downer today. But, but you realize you're going to die, right? You realize you have a short time on planet Earth. You know, there's a, a certain number of times your heart will beat and then it won't. And what's the meaning of it all? The meaning of it all is that all is loss until we are all in the will of God. And then all is joy. And then all is hope. And then all is possible. The scripture says over and over again, Luke 18, 27, elsewhere, nothing is impossible with the Lord. What is impossible with man is possible with God. When you and I begin to turn our hearts and begin to train our hearts and our minds to seek the will of God and then to commit to do it, everything changes. The possibilities of life completely turn around. We are no longer living in the futility of our thinking, but now our thinking has been lit by eternity. And the, the very spirit of God lives inside of us and everything begins to change. This is where life begins. I've come, John 10, Jesus said that you might have life and you might have it abundantly overflowing. This is how life begins in the will of God. Mark 3.35, this is, you know, this is the words of Jesus. And again, um, you know, wherever you are on your denominational background or, or, or the spectrum, you need to hear that on the day that Jesus' mother and brothers came to take control of him as he's, as he's preaching in a house because they, they think he's lost it, and he's told, hey, Jesus, your mom and your brothers are outside. And Jesus says this, no, you don't understand who my mom and who my brothers and my sisters really are. Whoever does God's will is my brother and my sister and my mother. So when we begin to train ourselves to seek God's will, we're not training ourselves to kind of dip our toes in the water to see if we like it, right? We are, we are putting those two things together to say that I'm going to seek the will of God to do the will of God. And that's where I'm going to come alive. And that's where the broken is going to start getting healed in my life. That's where the, the lights are start going to come on. 
That's where my heart is going to get lit and, 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 and hope is going to radiate from it. That's where I'm going to come alive is in, in that moment of, of discovering and doing the beautiful and, and amazing will of God. So because I'm such a complicated guy, um, you know, I actually, you know, I, I cannot put it any more simpler than this. Here's what I want you to do today. Surrender your life to the will of God. <laughs> today, I, I want you to, to, more than anything else, come to a fork in the road to where you decide, I'm going to surrender my life to the will of God. My will is not going to work. My will is broken. My, my wanter is off. Everything inside is slightly twisted, sometimes not so slightly. <laughs> but today, I'm at the crossroads. And I'm going to surrender my life, palms up, and, and I'm going to simply seek to do the will of God uh, for the rest of my life. One of the foundational stories of, of doing the will of God and hearing the call of God is found in Genesis chapter 12. And, and this isn't a long scripture, but it's the profound uh, beginning place really of the people of Israel in the call of Abraham in Genesis chapter 12. The Lord said to Abram, Go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And I will make you into a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing. And I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. How is that true? Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. So, so here we have Abraham, and he's living, you know, across the, 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 the Saudi Peninsula, essentially, and, and he's living, um, you know, far away from what we know to be the promised land in Israel, and he's got family and friends, this is his people. Um, you know, how, how many of you all come from some place that when you go back home, like, you either are related to about everybody or you know just about everybody. I mean, things are networked, things are tight, and, and you got roots and connections. Any y'all from those kind of places? That's Abraham's life. Everything he knows is in this place. And then God shows up out of nowhere and says, Abram, I want you to leave everything you know, everyone you know, all the plans you've made and go to a land I will show you. This passage is so short and so, um, you know, just profound that, that sometimes we kind of let it go in one ear and out the other. But I want you to put yourself in Abram's shoes. You just got orders that you didn't expect from someone that you didn't know. To a future that you didn't create. And Abraham, the scripture says, went in verse 4. <laughs> this, this is the most amazing part of Genesis chapter 12 verses 1 through 4 is Abram's response in verse 4. So Abram went as the Lord had told him. What? He actually did God's will. I'm telling you, in the 21st century, uh, Father God is looking for communities of people who will actually hear his will and do it. Don't be hearers only of the word, but, but when you hear something God says, just naturally train yourself, I'm going to do what I heard God say. 
I'm going to do what I heard God say. I'm going to do God's will in my life. This is the, the foundational passage of the Old Testament. Have you heard God's call on your life? Have you heard God say, look, I've sent my son into the world. And my son's life and death is my call on your life. And I want you to go to a place that I'm going to show you. I'm going to, I'm going to ask you to leave your old life and your old loves and, and your old sorrows and sadnesses. I'm going to ask you to leave your brokenness. I'm going to ask you even to leave behind your excuses. I'm going to ask you to leave behind your self-hatred. I'm going to ask you to leave behind your discouragement. I'm going to ask you to leave behind your judgment on other people. I'm going to ask you to leave behind your confidence in your own intellectual assessment of life. I'm going to ask you to leave behind everything. And I'm going to ask you to go someplace that I'm going to show you. And in our case, our guide is Jesus. But I want you to know this. If you're going to get serious about being all in and surrendering your life to do the will of God, that there's always going to be a leaving and a grieving in your going and your growing. If you stay, you die. If you go, you grow. But if you go, you're going to have to grieve some losses. Every new thing involves losses. You realize that, right? I mean, every change involves a loss of some kind. Some of the losses are inconsequential and meaningless. Some are pretty significant. You know, when I go to fill my, my gas tank, what did I lose? Well, I lose a few dollars and an empty tank, right? What did I gain? Uh, not walking. <laughs> when you're single and you get married, be careful, gentlemen, how you answer this one. <laughs> or ladies. Um, when you're single and you get married, what did you lose? Well, you lost your singleness, you know? I literally can remember this. Um, you know, Marsh and I uh, got married at, at 19, um, and uh, we weren't dying to get married like many of the couples at s school were, you know. Uh, we'd known each other for several years, and, and again, we were okay with waiting, and it just seemed like God said go. Um, and, and I'm, I, you know, I am far from perfect. I am as flawed as it gets. I have more faults than, than San Southern California, okay? <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just being honest. Um, but you know how as a guy, you know, you, you're looking around, right? You're looking around at, at the ladies that are around. And I'm not saying you're looking lustfully or anything else. I'm just saying you're appreciating what God made. <laughs> and, and I can remember, you know, um, like after I got married, it's like a day or two after, you know, and, and I, you know, again, this was just a small, subtle thing, but I'm looking around going, I can't be looking around anymore. What did I lose? My singleness. What did I gain? My best friend. You're going to lose some things if you do God's will. You're going to lose a lot of things. Now, they're all worthless, and they're all dying, and they're all cancer, um, but they don't look like that way at first. You know, nobody picks up their first cigarette and says, this is awesome, I'm going to die of, of lung cancer. <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, the will of God is glorious. It is, it is eternal. It is best. It is unimaginable. It's redeeming. It's turnaround stuff. It is, it is lifting. It is where you discover your true worth and, and, and your, your significance. But, but you're going to have to leave 
some things. You're going to have to leave your love for sin. You're going to have to leave your love for for holding on to grievances. You're going to have to leave arrogance. You're going to have to leave, um, you know, your pride and ego behind. You're going to have to leave a a whole lot of, of lightless stuff behind. And some of the losses, you're going to grieve. So I'm not trying to paint you a picture of, of you know, just a, a happy face gospel that, that didn't go cost you nothing. No, the truth is, wow, how genius is this? Are you ready for this? You know what all in's going to cost you? All. It's the only way. In Luke 23, 46, here's the ultimate picture of what all in looks like and what all in costs. It was now about noon and the darkness had come over the whole land until three in the morning. As it was, we get ready for Easter, we should be thinking in this direction. Listen to this. For the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. And Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. And when he had said this, he breathed his last. That's what all in cost Jesus. What did Jesus get? He got the third day. And he got what he wanted more than anything else in the world. He got the chance to be with you forever. All in will cost. But what we get in return is infinitely and eternally more. It's, it's kind of like pouring out, you know, the, the cup of water you have um, by the Mississippi River and, 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 and dipping down into that endless supply. There will always be a mixture of fear and excitement at the beginning of this venture into the unknown that God knows. Fear is going to cause you to stay stuck. And, and right now, there's something in your heart that says, I want the will of God. I'm so sick of my way. I'm so sick of this life. And, and I, I wonder if it could be true. I wonder if this whole Jesus story could be real, that, that there really could be a new life that, that I get, that, that I could exchange for my old life. I wonder if it could be true. And there's something inside of you that, that to, the, the, to the very core of your creation is stirred by the possibility that God actually has a, a design for your life, that God created you with passions and purpose and interest and gifts that, that he wants to use to reveal himself to the world in a, in a beautiful and redeeming way. And that part of you wants to move forward boldly into the will of God. That part of you wants to be all in. You don't want to stay in the plane. You want to jump. And then there's the other part of you that's not so sure about all this unknown stuff. That's not so sure that I'm unhappy where I am. Go to the land I will show you, but I'm pretty happy here. That's not the issue. The issue is the will of God, not what you think. And this is what amazes me about so many Christians. You and I prioritize our fallen will above the will of God so often. Well, I think... Who cares what you think? You're lost. You're dead. You're blind. You're deaf. I'm blind. I'm deaf. But I think, oh my gosh. You know, it's crazy. 
So, but I, I like it here in, 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 in the, the, the desert. I like it here in, 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 in this place that I am. God, you put me, and then we all start our reasoning. You put me here. You had me born here. Why would I do this? It doesn't make sense. Listen, rarely will the will of God make sense before you enter it. You may get glimpses, um, you may have some, some insights into it, but rarely will it make sense to you. That doesn't matter. For us, we look at the cross and the resurrection, and that is our sense maker, and out of that compass, we then simply commit, diving all in and go all out for the love of God. I don't have to understand. I don't even have to like it, because I know that it will be good. You are good, O oh God, and what you do is good, Psalm 119.68 says. So nothing matters more than the will of God. And you and I need to, to choose in our life, to surrender, to do the will of God. And so if you feel that hesitation, if you feel that, that, that desire to kind of stay rooted where you are, understand you're free to do that if you want. But if you do, you'll miss the call. If you want the call, you got to go. You can't stay here. You can't keep being who you've been. You can't keep doing your marriage like you've been doing it. Just seek God's will in your marriage. Seek God's will in your, your job. Seek God's will in, in the use of your gifting in life. Because everybody who seeks finds. And, and I, and, and, and I want to, I want you to know that God will always show his will to those who, who go. You don't have to know every step. You just have to know the next step. One of my favorite illustrations is, is for, the, for the will of God is like, suppose this is an evening meeting and it's, you know, it's, it's eight o'clock and we get out and, and it's dark outside and, and, and I go out after, a, you know, talking and, and, you know, just being with people and, and, and there you are in your car and you got the headlights on and your car's idling and you're, you're standing there, you know, you're sitting there in your car with, with your hands on the steering wheel. It's kind of odd. You've been there for a while. Walk up to your window and knock on the window. Hey, is everything okay? Yeah, everything's good. All right, car's fine. Yep. Okay, why are you here? Well, it's dark. Yes, yes it is. Cannot argue with that. Are your, your headlights not working? They, they seem to be fine. No, they're working. But I, I, I can only see 60 feet. Uh, it's dark and I can't see all the way home. Well, what's the problem with that thinking? <laughs> Obvious, right? I don't need to see all the way home. I only need to see the, the next that's nearest. And when I move in God's will, he shows me more light. And I move in God's will and he shows me more light. And I move in God's will and he shows me more light. And before you know it, we're home. And that's the way it's going to work for us, guys. You don't want what you want. You want the will of God. Nothing is better, more beautiful. Nothing is brighter, more life-giving. Nothing is more joyful than the will of God. And when we surrender to do the will of God and we jump out all in, it is a glorious thing and God shows us what he wants. And it'll make sense in the rear view. One of the lies of hell is that it's, it's too late for me. It's never too late to go all in. 
But if you're breathing, you can begin again. Deuteronomy 4.29 says, but if from there, in this passage, there's a prophecy that's telling the people of Israel, right now you're excited about doing the will of God, but there's gonna come a day where you want what you want and you're gonna walk away. But if in that bad place, you decide you wanna do the will of God again, it ain't too late to start. That's this prophecy. But if from there, where is your from there? But if from there you seek the Lord your God, you will find him if you seek him with all your heart, with all your soul. So how do I find the will of God? Well, you gotta get ready to do something in response to what God has done. That's the igniter in this whole deal. God's will begins in accepting Jesus, but, it, but the beginning isn't the end. For too many of us, we are stuck and frozen in the parking lot of our lives. And we're not doing anywhere, anything, going anywhere with the will of God we've been given in Christ. Jesus is the beginning and the end, but accepting him is just the beginning. God's will begins um, in, in, in accepting, but it always results in following him for life, moving after Jesus, living hard on the heels of the resurrected Christ. Are you doing that? I mean, honestly, honestly, are you every single day hard on Jesus' heels, seeking God's will, following Jesus? Jesus, where are you? What am I supposed to do? What, what is your will for my life? Jesus is always pointing us towards himself. Every day when we, we wake up, Jesus is pointing us toward himself saying, follow me, follow me and I will make you something new. I will redirect and repurpose your life. I will make you fishers of men. So if you wanna do the will of God, you gotta get ready to do something. What are you doing with your life? It isn't just about sitting once a week and believing stuff in your head. That, that's, that's not believing, that's not Going to the place I will show you. That's not the call of Abraham. Here's how you do God's will. You walk to Jesus while living in his love. In your marriage, you're walking to Jesus. At work, you're walking to Jesus. As a church, we're walking to Jesus in a a broken world. And we walk in the unknown of his will to the known of his love. And this is the point that I think most of us miss is that we do all of this while living in his love. John 15 is the key. (laughs) I am the vine and you are the branches. I want you to think about that kind of connection. What are we connected to? The love of God. And it is vital. And it is, it is, it is, critical it is alive we can't be separated and be okay but so many of us live apart walk to Jesus how how do I do God's will walk to Jesus that's the call of God in your life walk to me come to me follow me here's here's Jesus here's you and here's Jesus right now in your life saying hey come come to me I'm over here you can't stay where you are you gotta you gotta come and follow me And then when you walk towards Jesus, he leads you farther up and farther into the kingdom. God's will is love from beginning to end. You start faith believing you finally found love in Jesus Christ. I'm not looking for love anymore. I found it. I found it. And it washes over you like a tidal wave. But then 
it seems like within days, weeks, and months after, after that, most of us as believers, we walk away from the ocean of God's love. We start getting discouraged and we start getting defeated and we start getting beat down. And, and no, 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 that you can't do God's will that way. You can only do God's will while living in his love. John 15, 9 uh, is, is the key to everything. Jesus said this, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Now remain in my love. That means every day you dive deep and you live in his love. And here's the reality of that. Here's why so many of us are discouraged and defeated. Here's why so many of us are no longer living all in seeking the will of God is because we are so far from his love. We've left it. If you leave awareness of his love, you're gonna get lost in your life. You're gonna get lost in your past. You're gonna get lost in your problems. You're gonna get lost in your pain. You're gonna get lost in your confusion. You're gonna get lost doing your own will that makes sense to you and you, and you wonder why, why you end up in broken places. Some of you think, well, if I could hear God speak like Abraham did, I'd be okay. You don't need to hear God's audible voice when you've heard the heart of Jesus. Jesus is God's voice to the world. Jesus is God's call to the world. Jesus is God's shout to the world. Jesus is the mirror, the bookend of, of the call of Abraham. Hey, 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 follow me. Come to a new land that, that I will show you. The will of God is not about some contractual blueprint. It's about following love in a relationship of joy. Some of y'all, you know, you think the will of God is, is like, so crazy specific. Should I wear blue jeans or khakis today? Lord, what do you want? What is your will for my life? I really don't care as long as those legs aren't showing, you know? I don't think God would say that, but. but what I think what God would say is, look, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I just want you to get up today knowing that you're loved, believing that I have loved you, not mocking the cross and what I did for you on the cross because all of that was, was proof of love. Do you believe you're loved? And will you live relentlessly in my love walking towards my son? I love what Bob Goff says. In the end, there's just a man an idea and an invitation without a lot of details. You don't need to know everything when you're with someone you trust. Who are we with? Jesus. Oh, wow, that's concerning. Jesus. Who are we with? Jesus. Jesus, he's really with you. You don't have to be discouraged a day in your life because Jesus is with you. The living love of God is walking in front of you every single day to lead you into Father's will. Bob says, for those of you who resonate with formulas, here it is. Add your whole life, your loves, your passions, your interests together with God, what God has said he wants us to be about and that's your answer. Jesus points us to him so others can see him in us. That's God's will. That's God's plan. So today I'm asking you and I'm begging you to recognize that, that not only in the end but in the middle, nothing will matter more than the will of God. God. 
and not just knowing it, but doing it. I'm asking you to surrender to do the will of God and I'm telling you that the will of God begins in accepting the love of God proven in Jesus Christ. Have you ever accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? He's the touchstone. He's he's the North Star. He's He's the way forward for you. It's just Jesus. And if you have accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, are you living all in every moment seeking God's will, every conversation, taking every feeling, every thought, everything to the cross and and, and seeking, Father, what is your will? What is your call? How can I do your will and not mine. You get to walk with a prince all the way home with a song of God's love playing in your heart every joyous day you live. If you want it, do you? If you've never accepted Jesus, it's not hard. It's on the back of your worship folder. Um, There'll be some of us up here that would love to to talk with you. Uh, If you know another believer, they can can tell you how you you accept him and and you don't live rejecting and and independence. If you've been one of those casual believers who's just kind of rocking along and you haven't been consciously seeking the will of God, today is your change day. And I'm gonna ask you in these next few moments simply to go to the Father and to reconnect to his love, dive back into the ocean and recommit your life to do the will of God in an all-in way that's gonna cost you what? Excuse me, I'm I'm a little hard of hearing here. It's gonna gonna cost you what? Church of Severin, let's, let's do this. Let's go all in and give all for the Father's will. Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that we can know you and we can do your will. And I ask that you would stir in the hearts of your people today, that we would surrender to you and do your will. God, we make us sick and tired of our old will. Make us sick and tired of of being so offended and, and so hurt and so wounded. Father, help us to leave all the old behind and become new creations. And Father, may may the world see by the change today the face of Christ in us. We pray all this in Jesus' name. As all God's people say, amen. Let's stand, let's kneel, let's respond. If you enjoyed today's message, feel free to share it with your friends. And as we like to say, love well, Live Jesus and believe big.